You know what happened to the flight? I got him there early. Who? Larry. He was so drunk in my car. He, we almost crashed because he's feeling up my chest. He's behind Shut me. He's up, feeling bro. me up. And then they kick him off the plane. The marshals had to escort him off the plane. Larry Lawton. Nine o'clock coming out of Westchester to Florida. No one's on the plane. But the flight attendants were like, you can't sit there because he wasn't in his seat. It, like his assigned seat. Mm-hmm. So they, they took got the marshals, kicked him off. He had to get a hotel and stay there. The yeah. Oh, no, he's a legend. <laughs> legend. Yeah, that's wild. What a f- I love that man. You know he signed a book for me? Yeah, he signed uh, the cigars too. Zach loved those cigars. He didn't give me cigars. Right. Zach said it was the best cigar he ever had in his life. Average at best. <laughs> I got to smoke one that he had in his ass for a week. It was delicious. Uh, are we ready to go, boys? We don't got time to be farting around. All right. Well, are we doing introductions? Welcome to Two Dudes, Three Legs Podcast. If you know who we are, good for you. If not, go f- yourself. It's about Let's right. Let's get this started. Yo, 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 oh, you yo. fucking want to be famous. <laughs> Guys are looking sharp. Zach Dingy. Tony Capoletti. Two Loops, Three Legs Podcast, where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel the world. This week on Two Dudes, Three Legs. So basically everyone watching, if you don't know who we are, we're Two Dudes, Three Legs. Because we're Two Dudes? Three we legs. got Ian Big Bick Energy sitting over there on the other side, and uh, Ian's my it's a great collabo right here. We're going to get into some shit. Ian is technically a prostitute by definition, just online prostitute. He's also blowing up on Instagram, so I YouTube, have all of the above. Um, He's also a Q29 heavyweight. Mm, one of the OGs. For real. One of the OGs. He's, he's definitely the largest viewed podcast out of this building. This is correct. By a landslide. This Cr- is correct. He's crushing us. I'm not upset about him. I'm very happy. He's a f- killer. I mean, guy's a dog. You guys have the solar shit, so, you know, I gotta have something. <laughs> Where, right? What he meant to say was, well, you guys have a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, as previously mentioned, you are on OnlyFans, correct? Uh, not really so much anymore. I, we did, like, a two-month, um, whatever the, the worst thing you did. Yeah, What's the worst test. thing you did on OnlyFans? What right, can people so, go see of you if no, they no, want to right I'll now? I'll tell the fan story so i was like well you know how do you monetize because i'm all about like monetization and 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 building like turning my brand into money right so i was like okay you know i have a really large gay following like every day my dms are (laughs) let me tell you guys my dms my dms are women in their 30s that are single mothers they all have kids single mothers whatever it is they're attracted to like that felon bad boy whatever i have those and then I have a lot of men. And then there's like older women, like in their 50s or 60s that hit me up. But there's a, a good amount of men that hit me up, like calling me cute, attractive or gay whatever. Yeah. yeah. And wow. I interact with all my followers. Like I'm not personally gay. Physically? But I'm not going to not. No, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to not talk to them. So I'll like like a message or I'll give like a heart or I'll like do the yeah. heart emoji oh, or whatever. This sounds like a cover up. So he's they, trying to get in front of it because he gets under it. So I guess like <laughs> I guess in a sense you could pair that to like girls that like when a guy slides in a girl's DM and she like likes it or something, the guy's like automatically thinking that he has a chance. So I guess these guys feel that way about me. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, let's start fans i brought it up to the qt9 guys and at first we were all like eh, maybe it doesn't really fit the brand and we ended up launching it and like we grossed like three grand in a couple months why would you uh, stop it because i don't think long term that's the direction i want to go in no, like i was thinking not. about it like you look at the biggest podcasters in the world and stuff they're not on fans like i could easily go on fans right now and probably bring in like five grand a month yeah but is that what i want to do as i'm preparing myself to get into the world of dealing with advertisers and become like a legitimate brand and stuff point it's a really good point yeah i I don't think that's the way do i could i use the money yeah but i don't think that's the long-term thinking what percentage of people that subscribe to your fans were men all of them. I think there was one girl. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy all right. So fuck. I'm going to ask my question again. What did you do on fans? And is it all down? It's taken down now. No. So the page is still up. So what I did, like, there's two parts of fans. You have your community wall, and then you have your your messages. You make all these fans creators make their money in the messages where people are tipping. That's why, like, some people that have free pages, they make all their money in the messages. Which is one-on-one? One-on-one, they can message you. Some people have people running their accounts. But on my community wall, it was just shirtless pictures, me in my underwear, this and that. 
in the messages, that's when people would like, they would say, hey, can I have a feet picture? Could I have a full nude? Could I have whatever? And then you send the message and then they're paying for that. You went full nude? What? Yeah, I did full nude. I didn't give a shit. I was like, whatever, who cares? Ian's dick is on the internet. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just it like- It was all over prison. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. No, <laughs> I think lately the last like six months, I've gotten very, very comfortable like with who I am. Like I used to be very like insecure and like, I would never do that. Like I was the type of guy that like, I would not change in front of people at the gym. Like I just started showering at the gym. I never used to shower at the gym. I was just Are you that guy who just stands awkwardly with your dick out in the gym now? Like one of those old guys? <laughs> no, I don't do that because I have old guys staring at me at the yeah. gym I go to. But um, I just think it's like, I don't know. Like I'm a lot more comfortable. Like now, like when I'm, for instance, like when I used to have sex, I would always have a shirt on. Like always, even when really? I lost the weight, what? like I never took. So, cause I used to be really chunky. So I always, but you'd I, fuck with a shirt on. Yeah, I always, I never liked taking my shirt off. What kind of animal are you dog? No, I just didn't like, I was uncomfortable in my body. And it wasn't until recently, like where I'm like going like full nude, you know, it's just like, it, 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 it's so much different. What type of women are you into? Skinny, thick, tall, <laughs> balls, I mean, no balls, balls. You guys are coming at me hard tonight. <laughs> Um, I don't have like a, um, like, I guess a specific type, it's a mixture of like personality and I guess you could say looks, but I, really personality is big for me. Mm. Um, Samesies. Yeah. I think just like the, having that personality, like they have to fit a certain mold though. Like if they're not taking care of themselves, if they're not, you know, like you could tell if someone's not going to the gym She's or gotta not be eating high right. morals. I guess, I guess you could say that, or she just has to like present herself in a certain, in a certain manner. You know, there's obviously certain things you can look past. Like I'm, I don't smoke cigarettes, but if like she smoked cigarettes or whatever, vaped or whatever, cause everyone fucking vapes nowadays, but I don't personally like that. That's something I would like put off to the side. But in regards to like, if someone's like hugely overweight or anything, I like me who's very disciplined in that manner could not mm -hmm. get behind that physically physically yeah <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, times a week is too much sex Bick? how many times a week yeah i've been a fucking hornball lately i don't like you I, on a little testosterone no so i try i don't do any type of testosterone or anything jd has been trying to put me on to it really and he actually just found out his shit was fake that he's been taking he's Bro. on fake tea <laughs> so common yeah so what? I, the only thing i take supplement wise are bcas and i take um mackerel no, I take, you need a little test. You grow in your beard a little bit. I take creatine. A little test make you grow yeah, in your beard a little more, look more like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, back to the question. Um, I tried that whole new thing where like you don't jerk off or watch porn. Yeah, it totally boosts your sex drive. Oh yeah, bro. Like crazy, and it's just like you last longer, boost your sex drive. You're no distractions, and I think it Energies just makes up. you want the person that you're with more Bro, porn yeah. is yeah. extremely weird if you think about if you're in a relationship and you're watching porn yeah. it's kind of like don't say that yeah. no. i don't know bro it for it's so normalized to watch porn why is it okay you're fucking you're literally jerking off to another woman and another man having sex oh my god i don't know bro i don't know like i just to me like it just it's not the same like i'd rather just be what's like, the longest you've gone without jerking off it's been a while i can't jerk off i got a baby at my crib I gotta, I gotta sneak it in the shower every once in a while. You and catch him at the there's office. There's no porn. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've walked in the office with you jerking off. You got the tissues and the lotion. <laughs> That's nah, the longest I've gone. I don't know. Sometimes I'll go. Lately, it's easy because I'm so busy and shit. But when you're like, when you have downtime, it's hard. And it's hard. Idle hands are the devil's workshop, baby. Yeah. No, I'm telling we you, like I listen to a to lot do. of motivational speeches, and they're all like, "Don't watch porn." Oh yeah, like, porn. Just, yeah. Porn just has awful, awful. I'm awful on like effects. two months now, and the the results are just like killer. How much were you jerking off in jail? I feel like there, isn't there a code word Ooh. for that? We're like, jerking I'm off going. In jail? Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Johnny Mitchell was talking about that they had like a code name. So there, yeah. there's a different type of uh, types of things to jerk off in prison, like. Mm -hmm. You would go, everyone has cell phones. So like you would go to the bathroom stall, jerk off with the cell phone. Mm. Um, the only thing is it's dangerous in the sense where guards will hold their keys and walk around and peek over the stall. Oh. There's no privacy. So they're peeking over to catch you on the phone. Yeah, but are you going to get, oh, you're getting yeah, in trouble from the phone. You'll get in trouble for the phone. Um, Got it. Or you Do they bring let it into finish the, at least? Like I used to bring the phone into the shower stall um because that way you could just throw it over if, if someone was walking by or something um or when you're in the shoe 
it's the worst. If you have a cellmate, you're, you're not going to jerk off. Like, I guess I've heard rumors where guys would jerk off on the bottom bunk or whatever with a cellmate. But when you're alone, then you can um, go under the covers or have like a magazine. What was it like the first time you had sex after you got out? I fucking lasted five seconds. That's fire. <laughs> That's fire. Man, I was like, wow. Did it squirt like a garden hose? No. And you know what the thing was? I got attached to that first girl and that fucked mm. me up because like when, when you go like that long without having that intimacy and then when you sit down and catch feelings for someone like that first girl I had sex with, I caught feelings for and it was just like a whole different, like it was not a healthy thing for me. It was not the right mindset, but I was going to like, it could have been a chipmunk. I would have got attached to it because yeah. it was the first person in, in, in years and I was like craving that physical intimacy because everyone had left me at that point. I love how you said chipmunk. Very strange. I mean, if I fucked a chipmunk, I'm saying I would have got attached to it, you know? <laughs> so in solar... I just we, imagine a chipmunk with its cheeks really full with oh, your balls man. in it. Oh you know, a girl God. recently called me a chipmunk. Like she said, I look like Alvin or... Uh, oh, the tall one. You're Theodore, yeah, my Theodore dude. Yeah, the nerdy Al one. Yeah, because I had the blue sweatshirt on one of my photos one time. Have you banged any of the girls you've had on your podcast? <laughs> no. You've only had like two? Yeah, one's, mm. one's married. One's married in an open relationship. Uh, did we have any other girls? Four. We had four girls. How does mob know this? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> have you ever been scared of any of the people that you've sat down with during with your podcast? I don't know like about When you first met JD, you must have like had one thought and been like, what, so am I going to die today? With JD, um, I had seen him on TikTok and yeah. he's not like, you, yeah, you sure. don't know what to expect with him. So he stitched my video one day and I got the notification. I was like, fuck, what's he coming at me for? <laughs> that was like the very first time. So I thought he was like calling me out about paperwork or whatever. Turns out he was just like doing a funny stitch and like, he's a really good guy. Like he's really nice. He's the fucking nice. nicest dude. Ever. Nicest guy. Like so nice. Just like great to work with. Really cool individual. So like that, yeah, he's the man. I mean, you you guys get some fucking real, real dudes in here, bro. Sometimes I come down, I look and I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that guy doing here? Yeah. Crazy. Everyone's a character. We get some crazy stories, man. I guess that's what makes like the podcast like so unique and stuff. And yeah. like we're finding new people that other people haven't done before, mm. which is cool. Now, we were talking about it earlier, how handsome you look nowadays. Oh, You're all skinny man. and whatnot. And it's like, you have this new discipline. What? What are you training for, dude? Um, so right now, like I'm training like twice a day. I'll, I'll hit weights in the morning and I'll do boxing at night. That's like during the week and I'm doing like runs. I'm back to my old running time where I'm like running like a seven and a half mile. Wow. Like in prison, I used to run for miles and stuff and I kind of lost it like during COVID. Um, but like training wise, so I had this idea to get into boxing. I did like some boxing when I got out of prison. Really? And there's like a big market. That's like the monetization part of me, like looking and analyzing like my brand and stuff and where it could go it. And mm. as you guys know, like celebrity boxing is, is big. They have rough and rowdy. Um, Bro, tell me that. you're training for a rough and rowdy fight. So I was talking to the like a guy at Barstool that I did his podcast and they were like, you know, you'd probably be good for rough and rowdy. And what I want to see like basically my idea is I want to fight Billy McFarland from Firefest. Our, our stories are similar. He called out, he did like this whole marketing campaign to call out Ja Rule and I heard like Ja Rule declined it or whatever. But like a fight with me versus Billy McFarland would be Perfect. Epic. It would be perfect. like literally everyone. Like I even have a bigger following than him right now, and he's got two Netflix documentaries. So to to have us compete against each other, and the money could all go to restitution. I don't care about making a dollar from it. The guy owes twenty six million. I owe a few hundred thousand. Like let's fight. He'd like, be a fool to not take you up to that. He should run it. Like let's run it. You know, like it would be fun. It would be a good call fight. him out right now. Can you speak into the camera? Call yeah. Billy McFarlane out. <laughs> Tell him I'll bring the fucking cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Billy McFarland, if you're hearing this right now, I challenge you to a one-on-one -on -one boxing fight. Let's run it, bro. Let's get, you know, raise funds for our restitution amounts. Me versus you, one-on-one. -on -one. You name the time, place. We'll get it together. We'll get Barstool to back it. Let's sell this shit the fuck out. Run it. You guys can go right to El Chapo's <laughs> Island. Just don't tell them the fucking advertiser bro, beforehand. I got $1,000 on Bic. More than that. 
knocking him the fuck out. He's, he's tall. Though. He, he is tall. He's got height, but I don't know. Like we, he seems both like a little bitch. What is he tall? seems like a little bitch. I see what he's doing. Like I, I respect the marketing aspect. I just think it's the wrong way to go about it because he's pushing this whole Firefest two thing to drive traction to his page. I don't think they're actually going to do a Firefest two. I think the optics behind it are not good. Like I was on federal probation, so I know what he's dealing with. There is no way the feds are going to let him pull that off. It's just not possible. Yeah, no way. Yeah. That's I, a sick boxing name, though. He could be Fire Fist. <laughs> I saw a TikTok earlier he posted saying that he's got investors willing to pay off the $26 million he owes just so they could do a Fire Fest, too. That doesn't make doesn't any make sense. Any sense. No, it You're doesn't. You're going to take a $26 million loss to Yo, throw I don't know, though. He was fucking convincing when, when in the uh, Netflix documentary. He was getting money from people left and right the whole fucking time. Like, the entire time, he was getting people to give him millions of dollars. I just think, like, the way he's going about it is the same way if I went and started a nightclub again when I got out. Mm. It, it just wouldn't look as... It, it, the optics uh, aren't good. It's not the right move. So he should take on boxing instead. I think, dude, he's got to... For him to say no to a boxing fight with me, like, our stories are so great. He was on Netflix and Hulu. I was on HBO. It's, it's, a, it's a great fight. People would pay to see that one go down. How and, would you and take we're on the it? same level. How would you take it if he knocked you the fuck out? I mean, it is what it is. You Sore know? loser or what? No, I wouldn't have any bad blood. I don't think he would win. No? I think 100% no. But we're You think all, you'd knock him out or just you'd win by points? I don't know if I'd knock. I mean, maybe. We'll see. But we're both equal in training. I think he just started training like he's doing kickboxing or whatever. I just started training. Oh, so he's been training for boxing already. Yeah. You've been that, seeing him That's training. how the, I got the idea to ah, fight him. I'm not okay. How many times him. a week are you in the gym? I, right now, I'm doing six days a week to wow. two a day. Yeah. I'm incorporating running. I got the boxing, you know. Doing what weight class? Do you know what he weighs? I don't know what he weighs. What weight class would you fight in? Um, I guess on the heavy. I mean, I'm 190 right now. So. Oh, okay. Well, you'd have to cut some fucking weight or you'd yeah. have to well, fight up there. Well, he's tall. He's yeah. tall. So I think he's got the weight, but I think it would be a fucking great fight, man. Yeah, we could sell you, something. People would be talker. very. People would want to see you win. There's a lot of fucking people who got well, screwed over. People so. would also want to see me lose too. Yeah, people so. would. Well, yeah, but I feel like he his his thing was huge. That fire festival, he had celebrities and all kinds of people. That were, well, I don't know. I What's guess your boxing both, name going to yeah. be? Just Ian Beck. I mean, big, big, big Beck. Dude, I think cool I think name. if he doesn't yeah. take it, like that's some bitch shit. Like he, it's 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 a good cause. You know, like it's a great it's a great idea. And he called out Ja Rule. Ja Rule would have whooped the shit out of him. Yeah. I'll be the co-main event. Who can I fight? How about like... Uh, Let's just fight each other. Just yeah, fight Tony. Me and you. There you yeah. go. Fight Tony. Oh, that wouldn't be fair. I'd knock you the fuck out. I want to see a, no. a, I wanna see a I think I'd Bryce and out. Zach fight. I would also knock him the fuck the out. The two mustache man competing. <laughs> the two mustache man. Mm-hmm. Give me some uppercuts. <laughs> I don't know, now, man. Did you get into fights in prison? No, nah, I got into like a slap boxing match. I guess some guy slapped me before, but that was it. He Have you gotten enough you? other fights? No, in eighth grade, I got like jumped at the movie theaters. I got it was like a big brawl. Uh, Dude, so did I. Got into a couple of fights, I guess, in middle school. It was stupid. It's like you yeah. know, someone calls you something, you swing, and it's over in like ten seconds. You yeah. know, and you and then you you reflect back on it. And you're like, oh, I wish I did this and that. You know, you could plan all the planning, but once you're in that environment, like you don't know how it's going to go down. It's fast. But I think even if I don't fight Billy, like there's going to be someone to challenge or something. I mean, if I got so big, maybe you fight like the, one of the Pauls or something. Like if I'm a massive social media star. Yo, but, Jake Paul's no joke, though. Yeah, he's I a real deal. Fuck with I that. wouldn't really yeah. want to fight that guy. Yeah, I wouldn't fight with that. You and McFarlane, your stories align so well. Yeah. It'd be the perfect fight. It really would. Like I couldn't picture a, a more perfect fight, you know? And I just think if we build up enough social media hype from it and, and everything, mm-hmm. you know, he's got no choice but to like, I'm excited to like push this clip out. It'd be the fight for restitution, dude. Yeah, it really would be. The fight <laughs> it's a good for, fucking name. That is a great name. Yeah, How know. do you come up with these great names? Commissary cook-off, fight I'm for restitution. I'm just a sick fucking dude, bro. Yeah. I'm crazy in the brains area. <laughs> got a wild mind. No, nah, this is going to be real good. Yeah. Right, so you go, you go. Okay. Let's talk numbers, and obviously you blew up on TikTok, and that's why you're trying to fight Mr. Billy McFarlane. Talk numbers on online popularity. How many email inquiries a day do you get on to, to, for people to get yeah, on the podcast? How many inquiries? So you, blew up, you blew up like 
fucking um i got i got a, sauce i get a lot of emails definitely uh jd actually leaked my email so i'm still getting like these fucking furry uh jd he's he told everyone to send me sexual furry pictures would you fuck a furry no so i don't know how people are into that but it's like the furries fucking each other and i get like still like That's three so of those weird. A day. i don't understand it but i do get emails like people that want to do business um people that want to get in the concert business people asking for advice people that want to share their story um people are very like they're not direct they're like hey like they'll say a line and they don't like they're not giving the elevator pitch you know and a lot of people in my shoes don't even respond but me like i, I try my best to respond answer ask more questions to get things out of them but some people are just like hey i have a good story for you like yeah. you know that's not gonna get someone's attention you know you gotta g- go that extra mile like if i'm sending an email to someone i'm pitching the whole thing Right. You heard it, people. He's giving you the sauce, the special sauce to get on the show. Maybe you can come out here and meet us and I can judge your shitty cooking. Who's your next big nut you're trying to get on the podcast? I think we really need to get like a celebrity next. Like, I think that you could have any celebrity tomorrow. Who is it? I mean, obviously someone that went to prison, like Martha Stewart. Um, oh, that'd I think be that fine. would be great. She'd crush you on Honestly, commissary. You know who off. I think will be our first celebrity? And it's just like some weird connection I feel like we have is Julia Fox. Like, I was talking really? to guys about that because, one, she follows me on TikTok. Like, she'll like some of my TikToks. What? Yeah, we follow each other. And her story is, like, she's got a crazy story that I don't think she's ever really sat down on a pod to talk about. Because, like, she went, you know, to in and out of, like, juvie or whatever. Like, she got arrested for drugs while she was doing, like, her dominatrix thing as, like, a kid. And then now she had her dad and brother get arrested for firearms and stuff. So, to go through that. So, I'm going to pitch her. Soon, like I'm just gonna hit her up. I had hit her up like a, a while ago when I was when she first followed me. I was like, "Hey, let me know what you think of my story, this and that," to try to get on her pod. Never hit me back, but she, she has still a podcast. Me. She does, and she has a podcast that had Billy McFarland on, and they have a deal with Spotify. And she, her, literally, the title of their podcast, what's well, Forbidden Fruits, but like the the description is she wants to hear about like from inmates, crime, that type of stuff, because she interviewed Anna Delvey too. She interviewed uh. um, Billy McFarland. So I fit that mold like perfectly. But I also know they only do like 10 episodes per season. So maybe they had that season planned out and she'll reach out at a later point. I don't know. But I definitely think there's something there with her. Sounds like it to me. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah, but to have Julia on the show, I think would be big. So I don't think people understand how big your show actually is. What, how could you compare your numbers to like a, a major YouTuber like Gary Vee or? I mean, so our podcast numbers, it's ve- everyone has a podcast, you know, it, it's very hard to get. Yeah, but you're in like the top what percentile? We're, right now, if you look at our downloads, we're in the top 2.5% in the world. Crazy. And that means, so the podcasting numbers are like, because it's super hard to break through, like top 10% is if you're getting like. 500 or a thousand downloads 2.5 percent is 5,000 or more mm-hmm. um i guess it's just because there's so many podcasts out there it's really hard to like get that breakthrough on what your downloads are mm-hmm. um so we were in like top 10 percent right off like the the past like right into the first few episodes but now we're averaging within like the first 30 days we're doing about like 15,000 worldwide <laughs> per episode that's youtube and audio combined so overall i mean there's some episodes that are just blowing it but on an advertiser scale they're averaging us at like domestically u.s based eleven thousand within like the first 45 days which is great to have that think about it you know like you read online articles about podcasts like small wins is like getting a hundred people to listen so imagine eleven thousand people are listening to the podcast religiously it's it's definitely like getting out there. It's getting well known, and and my interviewing skills have gotten so much. Like I listened to the first episode we did. It's so fucking cringe yeah. compared to now. Now we're having a conversation. We're flowing, and it's going really good. How's it feel to get fifteen thousand downloads a month? I think it's. I mean, it's an episode now, so we're doing like if you think about it, we're doing like thirty thousand basically, like uh, uh, um, two episodes a week. Yep. Um, and steadily growing. Yeah. Right? Last week alone, um, the whole pod did ten thousand downloads, which was our highest week, not including YouTube. Mm-hmm. So to be able, I think the biggest thing right now is to be able to put up a YouTube video and two, three days later, four days later, it's at ten k views. And you guys know how hard it is to get long form content. To, to really spike on, yep. on YouTube. So we have something yeah. there. And I think it's it's all about consistency and not letting up. Like we're very strict on our schedule. 
uh, posting. Like right now we're posting two episodes a week. I think later on we could get it to three episodes a week would be cool. Mm. Um, and not even focus on like the cook off or the small mini episodes. Like I like the podcast. That's like what I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's about. your bread and butter. And yeah, that's, that's my baby. That's the big views. I mean, Joe Rogan posts three times a week too, you yeah. know? So I think we could be like, I see comments. People are like, oh, you're the Joe Rogan of prison, uh, content and obviously like joe's special in his own way but like there's definitely we're the first people to do what we're doing oh for sure there's on no this, one, yeah there's no, no other podcast you're doing yeah so i think that's really special in itself and we have something and just to be able to build it this quickly to monetize a podcast in, in three months four yeah. months is, yeah is what did crazy. your following go from in three months so when i first started i was posting on youtube shorts since august and from august to january i accrued three thousand subscribers just youtube shorts mm -hmm. then in january and that's posting you know three to five times a day mm -hmm. every day consistently shorts only shorts only never post a long form video end of january we post our first long form video from january to now i'm at I went up 65,000 subscribers on YouTube. What do you no grant joke. all that success to? I think it's just consistency, man. Mm -hmm. it, it just, because like the first couple episodes weren't the best. I think it's just people know what to expect. Like some of people's favorite creators don't post consistently and they they don't know. Like when they're posting me, you can always expect on the same days at the same times. And I'm just like so relentless and leaving no stone unturned. Like I'm I'm putting in the clips on all like, like every, every single thing counts. TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, like for months, my Instagram following wasn't going up. Like literally months. I've had that for like two years and I just started posting reels on it a few months ago, but I never gave up. And then all of a sudden, like last beginning of last month, I was at 5,000. Now I'm at 25,000 on Instagram. And that's just consistently posting. You think a lot of other influencers are missing that mark? 100%. There are so many influencers I mean, you got to think about it. The influencers that are huge on Instagram right now, they got lucky in a sense because it was easier to blow up on Instagram back then. There was no reels. Mm. So if they had some name brand popularity or whatever, or if you're a girl that's looking hot, like it's easier for the girl to get on there and, and blow Look at like Alex Earl or whatever that blew up overnight or whatever. So like they could post the photos and it'll do really well. It's a lot harder for brands like like mine or like yours to get out there. But it was just every day, you know, three reels a day. And there's going to be days where your views suck. Yeah. Like you can't get discouraged on that. TikTok, everything, the algorithms are weird. You could have 100,000 followers. Even Gary Vee, perfect example. Guy's got 4 million followers and he'll have a YouTube short that does 2,000. Just about pushing through. You got to keep mm. pumping it. Not everyone's going to be a win. Just like in the concert business, not every concert's going to be a sellout. You're going to have losses. You have to weather that storm and that differs you from everyone else. Who do you look yeah. up to in the influencer game? What person inspires you? Who are you trying to follow? Who are you trying to be like? I think 100% Gary Vee is who I've like studied since mm. I first started. Like I started listening to his shorts because he calls everything before it happens. Like I remember when I first started uh, listening to him, he was like, everyone get on TikTok. And he's like, guys, I keep telling you what to do and you're not doing it. People comment to him saying, I don't know what to do, this and that. Well, get on TikTok. And he was the one that I got the idea for YouTube shorts. He said, get on YouTube shorts. That's where 2023 is going. And this is back in last year when YouTube shorts wasn't big all the big YouTube creators were not using shorts at all. So I got in at a perfect time where like the biggest ones, like even the Pauls, like whoever that's big was not doing YouTube shorts. Like you'll get on, look at some creators pages that have a million subs. They have like three shorts, mm. you know, cause it's just based off of the, the old mentality. Right. So to have that out there, I think is really cool. Um, and then I, I just, I follow him and I listen to him and, and like podcast wise, like I'll listen to Bradley Martin or I'll listen to, um, I listen to a lot of like David Goggins. I got these YouTube mm, motivational. Yeah. I love listening Stay to YouTube hard. and some of Andrew Tate's stuff that he says is good. Not like the stuff about women or this and that I don't agree with, but like the motivation to cover himself up real quick. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> no, like the, the motivation and the discipline aspect, like you yeah, got to respect that guy. He's Fuck like, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't feel any sympathy for the person that's like laying in bed saying they don't have money or they're overweight or they're broke or whatever. And they're not going out and at least trying. And that's like really resonating. With so me. you're the hardest working YouTuber influencer I've seen yet. You're the most dedicated one. What do you do for fun dog? <laughs> 
hang out with you. <laughs> that sounds terrible. No, um, so for fun, I mean, like, this is fun for me. Like, it, like I'm passionate. Like, I like, like, you know, I, I've been running your guys' pages and stuff, and, like, I like seeing it's a challenge, you know? Like, we're, like, me and Bryce will be on the phone, we're, like, rooting when, like, one of your guys' reels are going well because it just, like, shows, like, the method and the consistency. Like, I like taking on projects like that and like we were talking the other day like we're getting excited about like what direction we could take everyone's brands in this and that because like it's not a competition like we're all trying to win together and yeah. we all have very different a things house, bro we are a home yeah, yeah so that like i'm super passionate about that and like i've been seeing someone like like lately for the last couple months too so i'm seeing kind of like where that goes so i spend like my free time that i do have with her and i try to balance it with her and my, my friends too, like that I have in Danbury and, and then between that and work, I'm really good at like time management, balancing my time and, you know, just being effective like that. Cause like I'm, I can multitask really good. Some people shut down when that happens. Like, you know, a lot of women, they get overwhelmed that they have this, this too much going on me. I'm like, okay, I got to do this on this day from these days. Sound like Andrew else. Tate. Saying women can't do can't multitask. No, it's not that they can't multitask. <laughs> it's just I've talked to women. Clip it. I've talked to women where they're like, you know, they're, they're saying like I'm overwhelmed or this and that. And I mean, guys are like that too. But on a scale from one to ten, how much would you say you're a narcissist? In a good way, though. <laughs> how can you be narcissistic in a good way? All it really means is that you're focused on yourself. How much at I the mean, end of the day? Yeah, but then you have to you have bro, to exclude you are an others. Addict. Yeah. You're an addict, which is a fucking great thing. There's nothing wrong with you. That's why you're so well, successful. He's addicted to his craft. Okay, so he's an addict. Yeah, but I don't he think he decided I would ever... to be addicted to this. But at the end of the day, I mean, I wouldn't put someone down though. Like if like I I can like like I'm emotionally intelligent to the point where like like I'll understand where someone's feeling or yeah. like if I'm not bringing my work, like I could leave my work at the door. If I'm spending time, like perfect example, like last week, the person I'm seeing was over and she's like, why do you leave like your phones over there? Cause I have two phones now, like one for business and my stuff. Guy. And I left Me them, on, I left them on. Yeah. I saw your reel on that. <laughs> I left them on the table and she's like, why do you do that? And I'm like, well, it's just like disconnecting. Cause I'm on my phone all day. It's like embarrassing to see the screen time on Sundays, but like, uh, let me ask I this just disconnect. Do you think you were a narcissist before jail when you were running your, your bar? I think I was definitely a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I was, but you know what it was? I was just like, I was in that mentality where I was not self-aware and I was so focused on my thing that I didn't care what, what, who got hurt or what happened in the process because in my mind I had a good yeah. ulterior goal to achieve. I was like, mm. okay, if I get this club to work out no matter who gets burned in the process of me achieving that it's everything's going to be made right because of the club. Yeah. Mm, so you were, you. you weren't really trying to be like that. You were, you were doing it with the goal of eventually fixing it. Yeah. I think so I mean, a narcissist is going to do it with uh, not caring about whatever. I always had other people's, no. you know, thoughts and, and, and mindset in mind, but it was just like, it was a path of destruction either way because yeah. it, whether it was a vendor or it was this or was whatever it was that because it was just like it was a mess it was one big fucking disaster it was never gonna well listen to be good at sales or business ownership you have to have ego which is what i'm talking about to then be really good you have to have empathy so if you could see side if you could see both sides of the coin where you have ego you want to win you feel like you're you deserve to win and you're focused on it and then you have empathy for other people that's how you get really good at sales. And when you have one or the other is when you're not good. If you're too nice, if you're too much of a people pleaser, you never get good in business or you never sell a lot of deals because you're just too fucking nice and you don't know how to ask questions and put pressure on people. And then if you have all ego, you're just an asshole and nobody wants to work with you. Yeah. So when you have both is when, you know, Yeah, that's you gotta like tool. find that balance. And I'm like, I'm trying to find the balance of like, just like I, I know people think of me a certain way before they meet me like because they see me on social media and they think i'm just like all about myself or this and that and when they meet me it's like entirely different because i'm not like the person that's like out there on or how it like looks depicted because anyone that's big on social media someone that's not big on social media is going to call them out for being like a narcissist full or, of themselves and yeah shit. full yeah. of themselves this and that and it's really not like that like i'm just like a normal guy yeah absolutely like i don't like people could come up to me say hello like i'll interact with them or like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just normal. Yeah, I think anyone, though, who wants to be big on social media has a form of, like, an ego, which is good. I mean, I want to, too. I'm you fucking, should have a fucking But I'm just ego. saying, the reason people 
are so upset about influencers and they think they're bad people is because they're like, oh, why do you get the spotlight and I don't? Because everyone wants to feel important. But at the end of the day, everyone has an interesting story. Everyone could be on podcasts and everyone could do this, but they don't because yeah, like, they don't have the work ethic. I, so you you deserve to have the following and the yeah. people and the things. Like you know? I see people comment, they're like, why are we giving this guy a platform? Like he scammed people, this and that. It's not about like the crime that gave the platform. It's about like the, I think people like the more, the bigger picture of it, like the redemption aspect to it. And there was a grind that went into that. It's not like I just woke up one day and this was handed to me. Like I worked hard to get there. I had to put my life out there. I had to bring out all my dirty laundry, you know, and, and, and air it to the world, you know, mm. it, it, that those were the choices I made. Mm-hmm. And anyone could do that. Like the people that hate on that or whatever, they could easily do that. Like I saw someone there were like, why should he be big on social media? And I'm stuck working 40 hours trying to make ends meet. That's not my fault. 100%. Like anyone no, could do that. Because you have, it's entertainment. Yeah. You have an interesting story and typically at the end of all of your podcasts, it's an inherently positive story. Oh, you listen to the everyone. <laughs> Thank you, man. Well, just Dude. like you hear people's story and they tell about the awful shit that they did, but then they tell about how the insight of it all, listen. you know, what they learned through going through all of that shit. Yeah. America doesn't give a fuck. Jordan Belfort screwed over millions of people and they love and that everyone shit. loves him yeah everybody well they love his story the people that hate on no, me they, are the people that are obsessed with wolf of wall street uh, and it makes zero sense 100%. the guy still owes a hundred million dollars yes me, and he fucked over probably the fucking people's parents who yeah, talk, he who, fu- the people that life savings got fucking ripped off you yeah. know me you literally bankrupted people he, yeah, nobody loves jordan belfort they what love are you his story about? i mean people they love his idol- story every kid every bit young entrepreneur loves his Bro, shit i used to have his quotes on my wall and shit yeah, all over my fucking dude, house he's just like an icon in, in, in that sense to people so but it, it, it's those same people that just don't understand my story or what i'm doing mm-hmm. like if i ever have an opportunity to get a big deal like i just i want to get to zero i don't care about being rich right now i care about being at zero like Back that's my goal zero. yeah i want to have a fresh start if i could have anything in the world that's just a fresh start be at zero get how a new much chance. of that restitution are you knocking out a month are you allowed to speak about that i mean right now it just varies i've only been paying like when i was on probation i was paying a thousand dollars a month like hbo money went towards it if i had any like my tax return goes towards it but like what's right your ne- pot at right now What's my pot? Like the pot what at? I still owe? Yeah, the total. I owe like a little still over 400000 Damn. Plus, you know, any people that were off the books, you yeah. know, that I got to look out for. I mean, I think all said and done, if I had like $750,000 to take care of everything, then wow. I'd be you How much that? of your work you hear ethic? That? They're not making him pay that other three hundred. He's just doing it because he's a good fucking guy. I mean, I know. I have a list mentally and physically of everyone that looked out for me. You know, and this, you got to realize this all happened 10 years ago. That's still, I still think about it, you know, daily. That's still a mindset. That's what keeps me going. And like, people are like, oh, well, he's making money now, this and that. I mean, like, I still have to live. Like, this is my, I quit my job to do this. I just think this is what gets me. Right now, I'm at the point where this is like a livable wage. Now I need to bring it to the next level where it's a livable wage. Plus it's clearing like hefty amounts of profit to start bringing it out. To start paying that back. Yeah. What is your projection of having everything paid back? I mean, ideally, I would wish like a big deal comes along where I could just like pay it off in the next couple of years. Like if Spotify picks it up, because like I tell people all the time, the amount of money I owe is nothing. Like I was a kid that raised a half a million dollars at 18 years old. I had a nightclub that generated hundreds of thousands in revenue, even though it didn't make any money. So for me to start this podcast, it's going to bring in you know, a hundred grand gross, even though there's a lot of expenses with that, it shows I'm getting back onto those steps. And now I know a lot better about management and, and money and, and what to do and what not to do. And I'm also, I don't have any investors. Like I just do this on my own. So I think it'll only be a matter of time before a deal comes. Like we just signed on with the advertising agency, which is big, you know, there's going to be opportunity. We need that. I tell the guys all the time. We need that one celebrity, that one person that believes in what we're doing, believes in the story and, and backs it. Mm. Like just introduces us to people, gets us in the door. So you think you're right there. I, I think you I are. think we could get a deal with Spotify, with Barstool, with anyone. And it doesn't have to be a million dollar deal, whatever, you know? I just think we're, we're on the cusp of something with the downloads. We're the first of its kind for this podcast. And everyone loves the prison stories because that's what sells. Like we're working on a big Snapchat 
deal right now for exclusive Snapchat content where, where we're doing things. And people love, like you look at these big podcasts like Flagrant, uh, like whatever, they're bringing prison people on because that's never going to die. It's such an interesting thing that no one really knows about and it's crazy. And there's always people that go to prison. Imagine how many people you can interview that have these stories. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone to prison yet. (laughs) Yeah, but you guys both have interesting stories. Like Tony has the accident. You have that you're this young person that went from being broke to now running a sales team. Like your age, I tell Bryce all the time, is like, that's your hook, man. Mm -hmm. Like you have this huge, like this little empire. Like I would be doing like day in the life vlogs, showing people the office. this little empire? Yeah. I said it was little. He oh, called your empire. Okay. But he, he you know what penis. I mean? Like you have yeah. like this little, or not little, you have this thing, <laughs> but like, dude, my friends thing. at that age were not doing that. I don't know anyone that was that age doing what you're doing now, you know, yeah. or even like Tony or whatever you, like you have something. And I think you just play on those strengths and you run it and, and you, you get it to that next level. So after Billy McFarlane, me and you box, can you get me big? <laughs> uh, dude, you'd probably beat me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really a fighter in that sense, but, and I don't even want to be like a full-time boxer. I'm like, I just see this as like, like an opportunity, an opportunity. Yeah. I'm the type of person that's the same reason why I did only fans. Like, I'm not going to say no to an opportunity. If there's something there, I'm going to try it at least once. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Fair. It's all for a good cause. I you're like paying. It. Yeah. You're paying your restitution. Dude, I would love, like if, if Barstool puts up a hundred K each for the fight or whatever it is, bam, restitution right yeah. there. I like that. Yeah. How much money would you be happy making annually? I, I What I've learned in my life for having so much money, like at a young age, and you got to keep in mind, it was only for a few months that I had this money. <laughs> I really don't even need much. Like I was happy at Whole Foods when I was making like, you know, 90, 100K a year. Like that was enough to live off of. It gives you good credit, like having that good income stream. I could do whatever, you know, I could travel if I wanted to. My problem's always just been I've had bad debt from the past. Mm. So I think if I can have like a hundred, 150 grand a year and be at zero behind me. I think you work so well because of the pressure. Yeah. yeah, Like you've always been (laughs) under the fucking microscope, bro. What happens when you pay off all your debt? Do you think it's going to hinder how you work? Or do you think by that time you'll just be so dedicated to the game? I had the work ethic before I ever, that's how I got into the business, Yeah, you know, cause I had that work ethic. I mean, I was 16 years old (laughs) doing those teen parties, making 10 grand a month in profit. So I had that. You were going to be Zach Dingy. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) dude, I want so bad to just like to, to be at zero, have like, Dude, I, I couldn't tell you. I think it's been since I was 16 years old when I actually had like some savings. You know, yeah. now you can't save when you're when you're when you're in the in the hole like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's always mm-hmm. money coming in, money coming out. When they picked you up, did you have any money in the bank, or no, it was all spent? Dude, I was li- I literally owned this big nightclub, booking these big acts, and I was living at my parents' house. I had not a single bill in my name. I, my driver's license was suspended. But no money in the bank? Nothing? Dude, no, the you business account the was always cl- negative. Club? I kept switching bank accounts because I kept over... Dude, I got banned from Wells Fargo, Damn. from Bank of America, from Chase. I would overdraft their accounts. There was always chargebacks. Like this business, like when I had to buy... If I had like an influx of cash at all, I probably could have made more money. Mm. But I didn't. Like I would take ticket sales to buy drinks like Gatorade, water, whatever for the club to, to stock it for that night. The day wow. of a show, I'd be running to the dollar store with a shopping cart to bring the stuff back. It was a grind because we had nothing, you know, mm. literally nothing. There was never any, it was just, it was terrible. Now, when you say you own the nightclub, you own the business, not I own the business. physical property, right? No, I own the business, like the barricades that we used in front of the stage, the walkie talkies and, and like the coolers, but the sound system <laughs> we rented, like, Damn. Dude, I don't know. Looking back on it now, I don't know how I made it work, whether it was luck or just my determination to never give up. I mean, I guess it's the same reason why I like the pods, you know, working out because I'm just like relentless. Like to me, there's no other option. Yeah. And this is like 100% legit. So there's not going to be something that stops me. It's not like the FBI is going to raid the place tomorrow and, and it shut down because everything's legit. It's 100%. Don't be you good think content. That, yeah. Don't you think that could be an opportunity for you to have an ironic event? again i don't i i thought about it i think like if i ever were to throw a a concert or something it would be when i was at zero and it would be like a giveaway or like a Mm. like a celebration a celebration we gotta have a a big ass party we gotta do something big that would be sick if you did it at tuxedo no that place is done (laughs) but to me like 
the risk dude i was thinking about this the other day like i haven't generated real income through a business since i was doing the teen parties so to be able to see this revenue coming in from social media and doing this with literally no help like no investors nothing you know, just building this it's up proof on my that own. You can do it to yourself. And, yeah. it, and it yeah. wasn't just luck. I think for such a long time, I was, I was always worried about like, maybe I'm just a terrible business person and I can't like ever own my own business. But to see this now generating revenue and bringing on clients and stuff, I think that that's something to be said. What kind of check would you have to get to sell the rights? To uh, everything? Well, I mean like no one's bought like my personal story rights. Like I, I think if, it got to the point where like a big production company came around or whatever, pay off the restitution. And that could even be like negotiated down. Like they could go to the government with a check and like, if we're going to pay it all off in one shot or whatever, like I'm fine with that. I always look at it at this, like this podcast could be my income for my life for whatever, but any big deal that comes, I'm not pocketing that. That's just going to pay to off pay the old debt. Off, yeah. So this helps build the foundation to get that big deal, whether it's, you know, like a streaming site buying it or Roku or YouTuber, whoever it is, you know, doing that. See, what does that mean though? When they buy your rights to your story, that just means they do a story on you and then that's it? Well, sometimes people's story rights get bought and they never even do anything. It just, they, so they have it. They have that, like the guys. Does that just mean you can't go tell your story somewhere else? Yeah, you can't sell it to another, like they'll buy your rights. Like if I had a book and they bought the rights to the book to auction it or whatever. Yeah, but that makes sense. You're That's a physical, tangible thing. How do you sell your story? It's an intellectual property. Yeah, but so then I'm, I'm not understanding you. Podcast and tell your tell story. his story and get someone else get paid for it. Yeah, they would own it. Like they would, but right now no one owns it. You would want to do that. 100%. That's a, that's a long-term goal. Like if I could get a movie or a TV series or whatever where they give you half a million dollars. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, you got a million for his story rights. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and they, his fucking movie made 30 uh, made 300 million. Are you he writing didn't get a that, script? But, uh. Who plays you in the movie? No, I, I I don't know who plays me. I was always thinking like Miles Teller. We talked about oh, this yeah. on the last podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't make sense though. I'm lost on why you would sell. It'd be like me going what? on YouTube and telling the story about the little train, the engine I, that I could. I get that part. And me trying but to get why paid would for you? I don't own that story. But why would you want to sell it if you, that's your fucking story. Someone better be offering you fucking 50 million. That's no, why you want to sell it. They, what, they wouldn't no. offer that much, but they would like to, to turn it into a movie or a tv show there's a lot of potential with that Got fuck it. yeah yeah they, they're optioning the rights for that and i'm I, after meeting with larry and stuff like i'm definitely gonna work on a book he self-published sold a lot of copies i think there's something there for me definitely. and like we're talking to a couple producers now that are interested in a podcast where it's like telling your story through a podcast like those mini series podcasts mm -hmm. where it's like eight or ten episodes mm -hmm. we just need that one thing because right now i think there's a market for something to be done about me because the hbo documentary is off hbo mm. so if i have i need one piece of content out there i think a documentary could be big whatever it is whatever that stepping stone is there's i think definitely a something would be the best i think having a good documentary like an hour an hour and a half that sits on netflix or hulu or hbo or whatever so why would be good. aren't you guys shooting that haven't been reached out. I mean, right now the writer Why strikes aren't you doing going it for on. yourself. I mean, we've talked about putting it on YouTube and stuff, but if I want a documentary that's going to live like that, I want it done like real professional, have yeah. it out there, have all the characters like a so documentary. So why don't you write a script and shop <laughs> that out? What the fuck are you flicking me off for? <laughs> why don't you write a script and shop it? That's just not the focus right now, man. Okay. I, I need to be focused. I, what I've learned, if anything, these last eight months, like, put in the work, not worry about anything. Like I used to be I mean, that's so what that sounds like to me is putting in the work. No, I think like, I don't want to say, I don't want to chase people like in the sense where like I was focused on like chasing news organizations or documentaries or agents to like, Hey, you know, I have a good story. Now it's just like, if I put everything into the podcast and it blows up, those people are going to come. So you were kind Agreed. of already went that path. Yeah. I mean, I think for a long time, those first few years after prison, I was pushing for you know to get things out and to do certain things and now to 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 be able to i want to get to the point where they're approaching me good i agree with that i wouldn't i wouldn't go and start to try and sell yeah i think yet. that that's not too far off for you i think it could Thanks, certainly Papa happen Tony. i love my mr bigster no oh, man you love my dad more mike ox all Vic. right tell me what you say to all the haters that's the last thing i want yeah, to hear see you were saying before you read haters com you read all your comments yeah i read it doesn't all the get comments. to you the hate it used to in the beginning. It definitely used to get to me. And now, I don't know, maybe it happened overnight or just thick skin or I've learned like you need those comments. It All boosts. your haters are hating on me. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but like imagine if, say if I have a video that has, you know, 5,000 comments, mm-hmm. you eliminate all the hate or, hateful ones, you're eliminating half or three-fourths and then the video has no engagement. Yeah, but you're not mm-hmm. eliminating it. I just don't understand why you look no, at I'm it. No, I'm just saying like, that's my mindset where like, you need that hate. And I think for someone like me that has gotten so much hate over the last 10 years, you just develop that skin around it. Like I know influencers where that still bothers them and they're still reading into it and they're getting aggressive. To me, like I'm looking at now the number of comments that are on it, not so yeah. much as like the quality of the comment. Well, when it comes down to it, whether they're watching it and loving it or watching it and hating it, they're still a fucking fan. Exactly. And it's motivation. Like that yeah. shit motivates me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing like that one hateful comment. I'm not going to go to sleep at night crying because of that. No, they, they still get you don't go to exactly- sleep at night crying. They I mean, still I've gone give to sleep you exactly uh, what you want. Crying, but <laughs> not you? over someone commenting that that's a keyboard warrior coming at me. My, my like my like de- depressed moments come from like just like the overwhelming uh, part of of all this, yeah. you know, of the uphill battle I have to climb and like people not understanding or those types of challenges, you know. But that's where like that comes from. But I just work through it, you know. The gym keeps me grounded in that. Like, the, I'm a very big visionary person. Like, I see the potential. I see a world where all this comes together. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm focused on. It's- Let me ask you that. You you just said all this comes together. So you have a lot of pressure on you constantly since you've been 16 years old. Debt and people coming after you in prison and now on TikTok or on YouTube, people commenting saying like you shouldn't have a platform. Everything. So what are you solving for like what are you trying to express to people what is the end goal or or what's your message whatever it is i know message is his kind of question but <laughs> Stole his like message. what is what are you solving for what are you trying to get to or just a big following share your story his motherfucking restitution i know but i'm saying right. past that past no, that i think the ulterior message is one like making things right but beyond that it's People can look at my story, my situation, what I've been able to build and what I stand for and what I work for as you can make a mistake in your life and you could rebound from that and you can mm. come back stronger and you can use it you know, as fuel to your fire to get you to that next level. Yep. And if people can see that this 16 year old kid had all this ambition, fucked up, did whatever he did, comes out, you know, got a stable job, realized that wasn't necessarily for him and took a risk because not a lot of people take a risk, I took that risk to quit, got out, and to be able to build this with nothing, with all the odds stack against me, if I'm able to succeed at that, and, and a lot of people will say I'm succeeding now, like I see those comments, I'm doing well, but to me, I'm not at that level yet because to me, true success will be when I'm at zero, mm. like when I'm able to mm. pay everyone back. But everyone That's has different ideas right? of Imagine success. That? He keeps saying that and it blows my mind every no, time. It's just like success other, is when I'm at zero. Yeah, because like other people like I see on Facebook, I have a really strong community on Facebook and they like see what I'm doing. They're like, You're so successful, you're doing great, you're you know, and I love that and I love that energy. But that's not what my mindset is right now. Right. Like I, I'm happy with where I am, but I know that that's not where I'm, I need to be. Like, I'm not complacent in this. I'm not comfortable. I want to bring it to that next level. So that's a message that you could fuck up in your life and you can rebound from that. It's not the end. Mm. Two things for you. Can you say in depth? In depth. <laughs> can you say endeavor? Endeavor. Bro, okay. you can't even say <laughs> Dude, what attic. is it? You, uh, <laughs> you told me to ask him. You can't even say attic. Say attic. That's great. I could say a million dollars in my bank account. Thank Ian you guys Bick, for tuning you. in to Two you. Dudes, Three Legs podcast. Two dudes and one bick. Two dudes, three legs, and one bick. All right. Next time we see you, you're going to have 100,000 subscribers. I hope so. But I see you all the time, so that's not... I'm going to close my eyes from now on. We don't see you oh, I still time. see you. <laughs>